Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to The Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. So what's going on, Success Edge listeners? Tyler McCart coming at you. Episode, I believe we're on episode 183, season six, baby. All right, so... I am rolling the road right now. Uh, You were, uh, I guess, hearing me um, really, I guess, for the first time uh, that I am in my new path, (laughs) okay? Um, My new um, direction in life, and uh, it's an exciting direction, and it's a spirit-led direction, and, uh, but that's the way, you know, life should be, is actually spirit-led, and uh, I am on my way to um, this Starbucks, actually, uh, you know, pretty much uh, a little bit uh, not around the area that I live in, but Holy Spirit said I needed to go over to that way and be over there. So I'm just being led of the Holy Spirit as of right now, okay, guys? So you're literally hearing me talk to you guys as I'm on 85 going south over to the Starbucks that is you know, not not in the general vicinity of where I, you know, normally uh, live, but it's across town. And uh, if you know anything about Atlanta traffic and just uh, living in Atlanta or any kind of major metropolitan area, when you have to go across town, uh, it is definitely not around the corner. But anyway, I'm always the right place at the right time because my steps are order of the Lord. Uh, and I believe that 100%. So, it's only good stuff that's going to be happening uh, with me. But so today, guys, um, you know, I wanted to come at you. Um, I received a blog, a blog post uh, for via email from a, a great ministry that uh, I sew into every single month. And uh, it has blessed my life probably more than what I can tell you is blessing my life. And that is uh, Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And uh, I'm, a, uh, I'm a proud partner of Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And uh, I'm not proud. I am a um, well-pleased. I'm, I, I, don't like, I don't like confessing that I'm proud uh, at all. That's just not a good confession right there because uh, pride comes before the fall. So I am not proud. All right. Anyway, that's beside the point. So today they sent, uh, uh, well, a couple days ago, they sent out a blog post that I that caught my attention and I read it and I just thought it was just really a, you know, really a great blog post and uh, very timely uh, for me and for, for you as a listener, uh, for the Success Edge podcast listener. For, and I wanted to just to recap uh, a little bit of this uh, blog post uh, with you. I, um, I just jotted down the five bullet points uh, that they had on there, and you can go back and probably find this blog post, Uh, but the title of the blog post, I I think, is called uh, The Prerequisites for Promotion, all right? The Prerequisites for Promotion, and I'm going to give you, I'm not going to regurgitate or read the actual blog post to you, 
But I am going to give you the five things uh, with, with this blog post, but I'm going to give it to you from my perspective and just from how the Holy Spirit, you know, leads me, um, you know, with kind of with this whole uh, conversation that we're having. Because literally, I mean, that's all it is uh, that uh, Tyler has with you uh, pretty much every week is a conversation as I'm riding my car or as I'm out taking a walk, um, you know, you'll basically be getting me uh, in the process of doing what I'm doing. So, so I appreciate you tuning in. So let's talk about uh, uh, promotion. You know, I want to base, uh, I believe there's a scripture, uh, and, I, and I apologize, I don't have this scripture uh, right off the cuff, but I, I know the scripture. It says, For promotion does not come from the east nor the west or from the north. I believe that's what it says. Um, but, but promotion comes from the Lord. Kind of a general gist of that, okay? And I believe it's in Psalms. Uh, I almost want to say it's Psalm 75 or maybe 78. I actually really kind of believe it's Psalm 75. So promotion doesn't come uh, from, from us. Promotion comes from the Lord. Now, in this, um, in this whole entire thing is, is what are the prerequisites that God needs to be able to promote you? All right. I believe everybody wants to be promoted. I believe everybody wants to, you know, go to a new level in their life, uh, whether that's spiritually, physically, financially, uh, it doesn't matter where you're at, I believe that you you are wired that way because you were created in the image of God and because you've been created in the image of God, you know, God is all about um, moving forward. God is never a God of stagnation. God is never a, a God of, you know, just kind of the ho-hum and, you know, status quo. God is always moving forward no matter what. And uh, he goes, I mean, he even says that he goes from increase to increase. Um, and that, that alone right there, because you were made in his image, that means you will always go from increase to increase. So, you know, my, my first thing that I'm going to say this without jumping to the, to the five is, you know, are you moving forward in your life? Okay. Are, are you at the same place that you were a year ago or even six months ago? Are you at the same place? All right. Now, if you are, and let me kind of qualify that statement, what I just made, if you're the same job um, and it's exactly where that you, you know, since the Holy Spirit has led you to be at and you're serving that job faithfully and you're doing the very best you can do, um, but, you know, you know that you're made for greater things. All right. Don't get frustrated with that, all right? I was listening to, a, uh, to an audio, a podcast actually from another uh, um, ministry. Um, I think it was Elevation Church, and it was actually the worship leader uh, giving this. And the, the big thing that I got out of his message that he said is, is instead, of, um, instead of chasing contentment, instead of always trying to, to, to be content, just practice contentment. Okay, I thought that was just a good word and season to practice contentment, uh, because really anything you do is a practice. You know, something that is practiced continually can be learned, 
and can actually become part of who you are. Okay. So for me, for me, um, when I say that you should be increasing, you know, I feel like you should be increasing uh, not only just uh, spiritually speaking. Okay, that your uh, walk with the Lord or your you know um, relationship with the Lord should be deep at a deeper level that. You know, you should be having these intimate conversations with Holy Spirit on a daily basis. Those things should be ever, you know, increasing in your life. You know, you should be increasing, you know, yourself physically. You know, you shouldn't be staying, you know, just at this, you know, if you if you feel like you're, you know, not where you want to be physically, guess what? You you should kind of take note of that and, you know, maybe take some action doing something uh, about that. You know, you should be increasing financially, all right? Um, you know, you should, uh, in my opinion, you should either be, you know, making more money or you should be saving more money or you should be able to give more money uh, than what, what you were last year, all right? Uh, that should be something that you should always be, uh, you know, pressing for as a goal. Uh, is your relationships... Uh, are they moving forward? Are they increasing? These are just some things and areas where that you should see increase uh, in your life. Now, let me give you these five prerequisites, all right? Because if you can, if you kind of look at these five and you kind of study them, you're like, yep, I got them. Then guess what? Promotion is on its way, all right? Promotion is on its way. So let me jump into these. The first one is have a servant's heart, right? Have a servant's heart. And I'm going to use maybe uh, Joseph and um, the story of Joseph and also King David um, kind of as my two examples of, you know, being promoted. Because you can see very clearly in their lives what took place uh, for them to be promoted. So, you know, having a servant's heart, that is, you know, do you, when you're around other people or when you're you know, not having to be called upon. It's one thing I teach, you know, I teach my kids quite a bit is I'm always trying to encourage Tyler, Trinity, Timothy, and Taylor that you don't need to be told to maybe go pick up that piece of trash on the floor in our house, or you don't need to be told, um, you know, hey, you need to unload the dishwasher. Um, You don't need to be told these things. You need to just automatically have a servant's heart going out of your way of serving people. Because, I mean, you know, Jesus says, you know, the greatest among the kingdom is uh, the person that serves the greatest people, all right? The greatest number of people is going to be servant um, of all. Now, so having a servant, so if you look at Joseph or you look at David, you look at David and David basically served in Saul's court. David served his father um, by tending his sheep faithfully. David served his dad by taking uh, bread and you know some some drink to his brothers when they were on the battle. All right. So in that whole process of having a servant's heart, David constantly did it. Joseph the same way. Joseph, whenever he was. Um, you know, sold into slavery to Potiphar's house, he immediately, even though he was a slave, he still became a servant. He still served his master, okay? 
So, you know, there was this, this sense of being willing to serve, having a servant's heart, okay? Number two, humility, all right? Humility. Now, I don't want to sit there, I want to kind of qualify what humility is because I think that our society has a wrong um, mindset about humility. So let me tell you what uh, humility, what it's not. So humility is not, you know, having this low self, you know, say, oh, I'm nothing. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm not anything. Uh, I'm just a, you know, little sinner saved by grace. <laughs> you know, it's nothing like that. You know, a, you know, humility is, you know, a quiet confidence of, you know, being sure of who you are, but being willing to take, you know, the, a low position. All right. Um, you know, Joseph, you know, was told or was given the dream of, Hey, look, um, guess what? You're going to rule over all of your brothers and, um, and your uh, dad and so forth. Well, that didn't exactly happen for Joseph, but Joseph still took a you know, humble role and served. Again, it goes back to that serving thing, served where he was at. Okay. Uh, David, you know, even though he was anointed king, it says in, in, in that whole entire scripture that he went back out tending his father's sheep. All right. When he was called into, you know, to, to, to serve, um, uh, to serve basically Saul, King Saul, and to play his musical instrument for Saul, David didn't sit there and said, you know, man, I was anointed king. You know, didn't you see? Didn't you hear about that? Didn't you read that in the Jerusalem Post that I was anointed king just the other day? And you know, me serving? You know, no way. You know, pride, pride will always, always lead to your destruction. Okay, lead to your destruction. And you can't have that anywhere near your life, all right? Pride can't be, you know, you can't sit there and say, oh, I'm too good for that. You know, that's, that's not the humility that, that I'm talking about right here. That your humility has got to be, you know, one of, hey, you know what? It doesn't matter if I'm scrubbing toilets. It doesn't matter if I'm, you know, the CEO or whatever. Uh, you know what? I, I'm... I'm, no job is too is too small for me to do. No job is too, you know, big for me. I remember a gentleman that I was, you know, um, meeting with and <clears throat> working with, and you know, the gentleman had been looking for a job or looking for something to do for many, 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 many weeks. Okay, many, many weeks, or I, I would say even, you know couple months and he was just kind of frustrated and so forth and I just I just kind of encouraged him I said hey man why don't you go get you know some kind of landscaping job or why don't you go get you know some sort of you know job deliver pizzas or something you know just to kind of get some you know money coming in to where you're at and unfortunately that was he wasn't willing to do that he wasn't willing to um, <clears throat> go and take that, what it would be a, you know, un, <laughs> not at this, you know, prestigious, you know, job or whatever. So his family suffered and it was unfortunate that that happened, but you know, it just did. So I encourage you guys 
to have a humble spirit about you, right? Don't think that you're too puffed up <clears throat> to have to do that. Number three, okay, number three, um, number three, diligence, right? So diligence, what, uh, what do I mean by diligence? Um, so diligence is this whole entire thing about being, um, being basically a person that actually I'm stopped right now. So I can actually look up one of the couple things that they talked about in here, uh, from a diligence perspective. So I want to, I just want to read this. So I'm stopped this red light right here. Hang on. Cause I, I thought it was just good what they talked about, about diligence. All right, so not that page, not this page. Okay, diligent people are hard workers. Diligent people thoroughly and thoughtfully plan, okay? Diligent people serve great leaders, all right? I mean, it's just, it, you know, if you look at, if you read um, or just listen to, you know, the intro, um, you know, do you see a man diligent in his work? You know, he will serve before great men. I mean, that's... That's basically my opening uh, line right there as far as um, the, the actual uh, podcast. Diligent people become great leaders. These are just some, some things that they talk about uh, that reference. So diligent people are consistent. They're predictable. Um, they're also learning to be competent, all right? Uh, these types of people, diligent people, will wind up getting promoted, okay? Um, the diligent uh, will always, it says, I think, it says the diligent will rule uh, somewhere in the Proverbs. I believe it says that right there. So diligence is a very, <clears throat> very important thing uh, because it's being consistent. It's being predictable. It's, it's, you know, honing your craft, all right? The next one right here that I, they had down here was faithfulness, all right? And this one's a this one is a biggie uh, in the minds of you know just God Himself, faithfulness. You know um, how to say it. Faithful people are loyal. All right, faithful people are loyal. Uh, faithful people. Uh, you know, I I just you know use uh, use somebody a gentleman that I know uh, personally. Um, this gentleman has 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 known the calling that he's had on God on his life, and he has been faithful. I, I can I just know this about him. He's been extremely faithful to that calling on his life for so many years that I mean it's like clockwork. You know, the, just in that faithfulness of consistently you know, being in God's presence, you know, listening to Holy Spirit. And you know what? It says in, it says actually in um, Proverbs, and I'm, now I'm parked again, guys, so I can actually go and read a couple of these bullet points uh, from this, which I think is great uh, right here. Okay, let me read some of these things. Uh, this is great. So it says right here, um, well, let me just talk about David. So David was faithful to King Saul. David showed up, all right? Faithful people show up. <laughs> Faithful people can be trusted. David was a trusted person. I mean, it says actually in, uh, in Scripture, it says, um, 
It says David's seat. David had a seat at Paul's table. All right. So David was a part of um, Saul's inner circle. And David was so faithful to Saul that even though Saul was out to kill him, David did not want to touch or raise a hand or strike the anoint, uh, God's anointed one. All right, and that was King Saul. And you can read about that whole incident. Actually, I think it's in either first or second. Uh, it's probably second um, Samuel. But faithful people are located and promoted by God. And I'm reading this actually. That's what happens when you live out the prerequisite for promotion. Promotion will chase after you and overtake you. Faithful people can be trusted by um, those they serve. Faithful people can be uh, keep a confidence. They don't reveal secrets or go around talking about matters they shouldn't. They should be quiet about. Faithful people are loyal. I already talked about. They don't cheat, steal, abuse their positions. Faithful people are tr- are truthful and honest. Uh, let me just go back to that whole entire thing about they don't abuse their positions. You know, um, you know, I. I, and this might be a small thing, but it was just something that I had to, you know, make sure that I was not taking advantage of my position. So I had a, a, um, a credit card with one of the companies that I was working for. Actually, uh, every company that I'd worked for, I'd always had a, um, a card that I would use to do any of my expenses of traveling or, you know, um, expenses for, say, a trade show or whatnot. So one of the things that was at the Holy Spirit you know, had to check me on was I, when I was booking a a hotel, I would always kind of gravitate to the Hilton, um, Hilton brand. Okay. So I would stay at a Hampton Inn, a Hilton, uh, Garden Inn, whatever the, well, whatever, uh, Embassy Suites, whatever was underneath the Hilton brand. And one of the things that I was tempted to do or to maybe abuse, uh, because of my position was actually there's this little place where you could actually double your points, <laughs> okay? You could, um, you know, for about 10 or 15 more dollars or whatever the amount was, it was normally a nominal amount, but it was still more than what the normal rate would have been. But I could double my points and I could take advantage of that and nobody would know. Literally no one, they wouldn't come back and find uh, it would be very difficult for them to come and find out. But I knew in my heart, the Holy Spirit kind of checked me on that because I did that one time and he, he kind of checked me on it. And I was like, you know what? That's the wrong thing to do. I don't need to do that anymore. I can't take advantage of that. So you've got to be faithful in these little bitty things in order to have prerequisite for promotion. Faithful people are truthful and honest. They don't lie or bend the truth. Faithful people are reliable and dependable. They show up on time and they do what they say they're going to do. And that is a huge, 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 huge thing right there of just showing up on time, all right? And doing what they say they're going to do. I mean, you know, just even with your own job or, you know, appointments that you, you know, have, are you showing up on time to where you need to be? That is being a faithful person. Person. I mean, it says in Luke 16 10, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. I mean, that's it. 
you know, come on, guys. I mean, a, it says in Proverbs 28, 20, a faithful man will abound with blessings. Okay, that's, that's uh, you're going to abound with blessings when you're faithful in these little bitty things. Okay, the first, fifth, uh, fifth thing they talk about is integrity. The uh, Proverbs 20, verse 7, it says, the just man walks in his integrity and his children are blessed after him. Man, that's just that's even valuable right there. That you're if you walk in integrity, you are going. Your children are actually going to be blessed. Okay. Now, honesty is a high value in our society, <clears throat> but it is a non-negotiable with your heavenly Father. Okay. Now, let me let me kind of what's the difference between integrity and faithfulness? All right. It's a great question. Glad you asked. Let me let me pull up this paper here. Okay. When your your it's like your own personal integrity to yourself. All right. You live a life blameless. Okay. You think about Joseph. Okay. Joseph would not sleep with Potiphar's wife because it was against God and against his master, Potiphar. This is a life of integrity. If you go and you think about David, David, you know, would not, would not, um, just from an integrity standpoint, you know, lower himself to doing something that would jeopardize what his integrity was all about. You know, in, in Psalms 15, 1 through 5, um, this is what it, it breaks down uh, for us as, you know, what integrity is. And I believe probably David actually wrote this. It says, number one, in Proverbs 15, 1 through 5, if you go back and read this, they live a life, uh, live a blameless life. They do what is right, even when it looks like it could be to your disadvantage. All right, they keep their word no matter what. Show up when you say you're going to show up. Do what you say you're going to do. Give what you say you'll give. All right, three, doing the right thing. Return things you borrow, like a rental car, or you know, if if you have something of someone else's, or you might spend the night at a hotel. You know, don't leave the room trashed. Don't 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 do that to the maid, all right? That might be coming in, or the person that's going to be cleaning the room up. That's that's not a person of integrity, okay? Um, return excess change accidentally given to you. So return if you get if <laughs> if you were giving if if somebody was exchanging money with you and they overpaid you, you need to return that, okay? You need to return that. And, you know, honestly, I'm even thinking about a little situation that happened yesterday that I'm convicted about. Um, you know, and I'll just go ahead and tell myself and, you know, forgive me, Lord. Um, I kind of sensed a prick in my heart that I needed to actually say something about this, but I didn't. And it's just something I should have done is, is the uh, waiter, the, we were eating at, at, at a restaurant uh, with a group of people, and the waiter came out, brought everybody's food out and so forth like that. But we had actually ordered an appetizer and the appetizer was brought out by another person. 
And the waiter actually came back to me or came back to us and said, hey, you needed to, um, to uh, we, I, let me get those, um, that, on, that appetizer for you. Um, you know, and nobody at the table, even me, I'm telling myself, guys, this is real, okay? <laughs> this stuff is, happens. And, you know, Father, forgive me, okay? I should have done, I, I knew it. I, I could sense it a little inside of me, but I didn't take action. Forgive me, Father. But I should have told the waiter, no, hey, you are, someone actually already brought it and, you know, let him know that, but I didn't. And he wound up actually bringing the, um, the actual appetizer out to me and I should have, you know, told him no, but nobody at the table said anything and it just was not the right thing to do. Um, and maybe I should go back and, you know, do this cause it says go back and pay the amount when you were, um, and when you were undercharged. <laughs> okay. I hear you, Lord. I'm being loud and clear. And this is just the, the real, yeah, this is live, okay? <laughs> I hear you. So I'm going to go back to that place of business and offer to them that they, I, I we should have paid for that, okay? So I'm going to do that. Um, return shopping carts to the proper place. Hey, there's, there's something of integrity, okay? Um, if you're an employer, give your employer, or if you're an employer, give your employer the full amount of work agreed upon. So if you, if you are, you know, a, a hourly uh, employee and your employer says, hey, 40 hours, you should give the 40 hours, and in, in my opinion, and then some if you really want promotion to happen to you, all right? Refuse to gossip and speak poorly about others. Man, I could go off on that. Lend without charging interest. So this is all wrapped around Proverbs, I mean, Psalms chapter 15, verse 1 through 5, and also refuse to be bribed, Okay. So, sadly, unfortunately, this is this is a a lost art. Even me, I'm, I mean, even these little things, guys. That God, God sees these things. That we should, you know, be very um, cautious about <clears throat> with our own selves about you know being promoted, and it's in these little things. I mean, God sees it whenever you give a cup of cold water. To somebody, okay, he sees that. It says it in scripture. So if he can even see that, you know, he sees it whenever you, you know, don't tell the waiter <laughs> that you should give back. All right, that uh, appetizer when it's already been brought out. <clears throat> okay, so gang, I'm done. I spent 30 minutes on this thing. This is a good one. So gang, uh, hey, if you want to, you've been, if you've been blessed, let me just say say this right here. If you've been blessed uh, by listening to this podcast for ever how long you've been listening to, all right, and you've been blessed by it, I would ask you to partner up with me. I ask you to sow into the Success Edge uh, podcast, okay? You can go to patreon.com backslash Tyler McCart and sow into the uh, Success Edge podcast. I would welcome you to do that and be a partner uh, with me. But <clears throat> anyway, guys, Success, Success Edge community, know that you're blessed, you're highly favored, you're empowered to prosper. You walk in divine health and the spirit of breakthroughs upon you guys. And guess what, gang? We'll catch you on the other side.